The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is July 14, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Good morning, Jim. Hey, good morning, Gary. How's that? How are you doing today? Is, uh, did you have a good weekend? Well, we did. It seems like it. Why does it always go faster than uh, the last weekend? It seems like we don't have any time. We're going to have to both go back to work and get a full-time job to get some spare time. <laughs> I think so. I think Jeez, so. can't believe it. <laughs> you know, I hope everybody had a chance to check out that, pack, uh, that Patriot package that we're offering now. And it was actually created to help educate American, you know, our heritage, our whole heritage. This is a one-of-a-kind package that contains many timeless documents uh, that bring history to life. Jim, what are some of the documents in there? Well, uh, Bill Richard put together the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the United States Constitution, a, a great booklet called I Am the Flag, the National Anthem, George uh, Washington's Farewell Address, Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, and the Liberty Bell Story, among just some of the items. It's a tremendous package, and it's done very nicely. All right. You know, just yeah. in case, uh, you know, as our, our listeners forgot who you are. Uh, join <laughs> Actually, Jim is Staff Sergeant. Uh, he served 19 months in uh, Vietnam, uh, is a Purple Heart recipient, and now holds a position as a National Historian for the Military or the Purple Heart. And again, good morning. And I, I, that, that weekend, and you're, you're, uh, it's all true what you said there, Jim. Uh, the weekend goes a lot quicker than the week. Um, but I'll tell you, the older we get, uh, you know, it seems like one week is like, one day. That's <laughs> oh, true. It's true. All right. That's now, true. if you if you missed last week's show, be sure to listen to it in our archive section of the American Heroes Network. Last week, we interviewed Deborah Snyder, President and CEO for Operation Renewed Hope Foundation, and Jennifer Lopez. No, not the Jennifer uh, Lopez oh. you're thinking of. Oh, oh shucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's the event coordinator for Operation Renewed Hope. Their mission is to actually provide quality housing and support uh, for veterans. They provide a, a wide range of, of assistance for the veterans, so be sure to check it out. Um, uh, once again, it's at OperationRenewedHopeFoundation.org. Like I mentioned before, if you missed the show, go to the American Heroes Network archive, and that way you can hear any of our shows, our three years of shows, all archived in the library. Now... Why don't we go ahead and get to our guest, um, uh, and Jim, you have the honor of introducing our guest. It is, uh, it is an honor, Gary. Uh, Bridget uh, uh, Cronin is the uh, CEO of, of the uh, 
Art Bellum's Foundation. And uh, Bridget comes from a family of combat veterans who served in World War I, II, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan. And her own career in organizational management, fundraising, and marketing spans in excess of 27 years in the private sector, nonprofit world, and in the campaign politics. Relentless is pr uh, practically her middle name, and it is, and it has to be. In addition to her work, she is also the mother of three daughters and a son with autism. What a challenge, Bridget. Uh, she is also an active member of the arts and films community in the Twin Cities area. She is now bringing that passion and experience to the art, Ars Bellum Foundation to serve our nation's heroes and to help them give back their lives once they return from the battlefield. Welcome, Bridget. Yes, Good welcome. Morning. Good morning. All right. Good morning. Now, Bridget, why don't you tell us, uh, I guess let's start from the beginning. How did this all start? It all started with a midnight phone call in February of 2014 when some friends of mine who are active duty service members in Germany in the Rakasan unit uh, called me and said that they wanted to do something to help their brothers and sisters coming home who had been suffering from PTSD or related conditions after their tours of duty. They didn't know what they could do because they were in Germany and they are already serving. So we started brainstorming things that we could do and art therapy was something that struck a nerve with everybody that everybody was really passionate about. All right. Interesting. You know, we all, uh, we all know that everybody's different uh, when it comes to uh, uh, PTSD. Uh, there's certain things that relax uh, certain people and certain things that don't relax them. I mean, I know one that uh, is from Vietnam. He's had uh, PTSD for 50-some years now, doesn't believe in the VA. But you know what really changes his attitude and changes him around is getting into a plane and skydiving. Well, huh? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because on August 22nd, I will be skydiving. Oh, you will. Oh, no. right. I am. We're doing... We're doing a tandem jump with the Special Forces Association here in Minnesota to raise money for both their organization and for Ars Bellum. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is if I can jump out of a perfectly good airplane, so can you. <laughs> yes, uh, I did that a couple of times and, uh, well, like I said, just a couple of times. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it, it is different. Uh, and and uh, DeLand Airport, uh, where, where I'm living around right now, is uh, where they actually train a lot of the Special Forces uh, guys. Um, uh, that jump. In fact, the guy I'm talking about trains him, uh, but he's in seventh heaven when it comes to uh, jumping out of a plane. Yeah. Uh, whole attitude. It's a whole attitude <laughs> there, changes. There are some. There are some people that are just like that. The chairman of our organization is a paratrooper from the 173rd, so he's. He's one of those guys that likes to jump out of airplanes, too. Are you excited? <laughs> I am excited. This has always been one of my bucket list items. And when I tell oh, really? people, they think I'm crazy, but I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. You, yeah. You'll love it. You'll love it. That's for sure. That's well, there's, for sure. yeah, there's nothing uh, tense about jumping out of an airplane towards the ground. I mean, nothing, nothing too tense about that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the easiest way to do this is jump out before they take off. <laughs> right. Oh, there you go. The, the view isn't as good. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. You know, from here when they jump out, uh, I always get uh, comments from people at uh, that tend to jump. In fact, they have um, a lot of the uh, world jumping championships right here at the Land Airport, um, and I met a lot of people from around the world. 
um, you know, the, the big skydivers uh, uh, that are phenomenal people. Um, and they're there for the fun of it. And, and they really, really enjoy it. Um, in fact, uh, when they jump, uh, when, uh, when they have these get togethers, uh, uh, even the FAAs there, um, <laughs> last time, uh, one of the guys landed on a golfing cart, but Oops. Hey, <laughs> you talk about, uh, you know, right on dot, right on the head. He did it, uh, like he was driving it. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. You, you know, uh, Bridget, I, uh, as we, as we talk about that, I mean, you, you go from art to jumping out of a airplane at uh, 3,500 foot and up maybe a little bit, uh, the spectrum of what works for a veteran to, uh, bring them peace in their hearts after, uh, a deployment or many deployments as we're seeing now, it must be amazing for you to see what actually is working for the veterans, uh, between the the soft of let's say working with pastel colors on a on a canvas or on a on a on a uh, on a board somehow or and then to jumping out of an airplane it is and what's what's fascinating to me is how much more successful activities are when they don't involve words one of the most popular methods of therapy for PTSD patients is talk therapy. You know, you go see a psychologist and they ask you how you are every week. And for a lot of veterans, that just doesn't work. For one thing, they're used to not talking about things. And the very nature of traumatic events and the way that our brain stores that information makes it very difficult to talk about. Um, it's not uncommon for people to just not even be able to have the words to describe how they're feeling or what happened to them or or how it's impacting their lives. So when you give them an activity or a method of expressing themselves that doesn't involve words, but involves more of a mind-body experience, it can be much more successful. And then eventually they will get to a point where they can talk about it. Oh, interesting, Bridget. You know, I, I, I agree with that. I, uh, that's my uh, situation. Uh, we used to have those group sessions where everybody sit down together in a big circle and we do this meltdown thing and we throw the ball back and forth to individuals. The, the moderator would or the uh, counselor would throw the ball to each one of us and say, okay, well, what, what tore your guts out in combat? Mm-hmm. And, guys, and guys would just, you know, come, up, come apart there. Or, or you do it in different levels. But mm-hmm. that was always a tough one for me. And I, I walked out. The last one I was in, I walked out of. Well, Jim, you, that's because you threw the medicine ball. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was, or, the, or the grenade. You know? Well, that, that doesn't surprise me. And, and yeah. I'll, give, I'll give your group leader credit for the fact that, you know, they're using physical activity to try to break the ice a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's very difficult for some people to talk about those yeah. kinds of things in words. Yes, and we've had we've had a young man um, not too long ago on the air with us, and and um, again that was one of his hangups. He says he just he felt just totally uncomfortable getting up in the front of a group to tell him about his experiences. He, he tried to commit suicide, mm-hmm. and uh, he says he just couldn't do it, and he that's when he just walked out. Uh, just like probably many others. So, 
you know, yeah, there has to be other ways. And, and uh, like I said, this is what we try doing. We try bringing out all different types of ways that let that individual that has the PTSD or, uh, you know, decide on what's going to relax him. And I believe, I, I truly believe art, art is uh, something that, uh, you know, we'll get into talking more about that, but art is one of those uh, avenues. Well, and I, I like the idea of our classes are set up so that even though there's a group of people working together in the same room, they're working on their own projects. So there is still a sense of privacy and a sense of autonomy. And when the project is done, uh, people go around the room and they'll talk a little bit about what they did or why they did it or what something might mean to them. But you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. And that's okay. It's a, it's a much less invasive type of therapy than some of the other methods that are out there. That's true. That's true. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Okay. Uh, today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also check out our sponsor page uh, and see the businesses actually support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. And I want to give a special thank you to a new listener uh, named Peppermint Twist. And other than her real name is uh, Cheryl. And uh, uh, she's listening, and she also got up very early uh, out in California just to listen to our show. Uh, welcome, Peppermint Twist Cheryl. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're with the guest, Bridget. And, Bridget, uh, why don't we touch a little bit about uh, the stats and stories of the veterans with PTSD? Sure. We have. We have a situation where uh, we have so many vets coming back with not, not just full-blown PTSD, but also other conditions that are related to it. 
that we have completely swamped the healthcare system. Um, we've got 460 some thousand veterans who have been diagnosed with PTSD. And in order to get that diagnosis, you have to reach a certain threshold on a 14 point scale. So it's not an easy diagnosis to get. The fact that we have so many diagnosed with it tells me that there's probably at least that many, if not more, that exhibit symptoms like anxiety, nightmares, depression, insomnia, emotional isolation, things like that, that still need help, still need therapy, even though they don't reach that threshold of PTSD. And of the people who go get help, only about half of them describe the therapy that they get as even minimally effective, which means we've got a whole lot of people out there across this country who have served overseas. They have done hard duty, hard combat. They've served their country. We need to make sure we're helping them now that they've come home. That's, boy, boy that's, that's, a, boy, that's right there. Boy, I can't believe it. That's right. And, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the art therapy, uh, I guess it's like other, other areas too. I think we mentioned this before the, uh, before the show even started was, uh, also photography, um, which is art. Uh, so as far as like the art therapy, uh, how do you see it helping? Well, it does a couple of things. Um, art therapy, first of all, gives people a way to express how they're feeling, what they're remembering, what they experienced in ways that are not threatening to them. It, it's, it feels less vulnerable. And again, as we talked about before, not having to use words makes it easier to get those emotions out. That's the first thing. The second thing is that the whole mind-body experience of making art, whatever it is, tends to relax and distract a person so that the anxiety goes away, they calm down, they're, they're putting their mental energy into whatever it is they're working on, and that helps them see things from a different perspective because their emotions aren't so wound up. That helps a lot. Thirdly, once, the, once whatever their project is is done, they can look at it, and with the help of a, a licensed and trained art therapist, and that's, those are the only art therapists we use, are people that have master's degrees and people who are trained and licensed. Uh, they, can, they can talk about what their project looks like, why did they do certain things, what something might mean to them, and it helps give them insights into their own psyche in ways that they may not have been able to recognize before. Lastly, the thing about art is that you can take it wherever you go. Once someone goes through our program, and they have a better understanding of how art making helps them, you can draw anywhere, you can paint anywhere, you can grab a camera and take pictures anywhere. You don't have to be in a class to do it, which is a major help for people who are looking for coping skills in everyday life. Well, Jim, Jim and, and Bridget, do you remember, I can't remember uh, for the heck of me his name, uh, he was on uh, TV, he was a guy with the afro, that made painting look so easy. And, and I know a lot of people that took his advice start painting and they were coming out with some fantastic, fantastic paintings. Oh. And, but but uh, he was on every week. Uh, oh, I yeah. Just, I just can't remember his name. He had the afro, remember? I, I, I remember him totally. I mean, we grew up watching him. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. him, uh, Bridget? I do. He was on, here in, in Minnesota, he was on public television. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. and, yeah. and I, I, heard, I heard he passed away, but uh, 
uh, he was phenomenal. I, I, I saw uh, people in their 70s and 80s coming out with these paintings that belong in a museum, for Christ's sake. I, I just didn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. And, and Jim, you being in photography, uh, you know, this should be... Uh, this should be something that uh, uh, you know you're, you're really grasping a hold of. Well, Bridget, I, uh, I I've uh, I've hidden myself away in the uh, archives of Lightroom and Photoshop and my Nikon D4, and I uh, I lived uh, as a national historian for the military, the Purple Heart, and a military historian primarily. I love the opportunity of documenting and preserving the heritage and history of those that have served and sacrificed as, uh, as your family has and, and as uh, you know, this nation's uh, heroes have, the patriot heroes. And so if it, I, I can tell you right now that in your, what you already know and affirm it is that, Bridget, it helps me. I, uh, I enjoy doing it, and it's a way to fulfill something that uh, is really rewarding for me. That's wonderful. I'm glad you've been able to find that. Yeah, yes. it's it is. Uh, Bridget, you see that picture on the screen of of, uh, of all that stuff behind Jim? Um, no, I no. Don't. Okay, <laughs> he has he has a well. There's it's his little icon, his little picture, but uh, he has I don't know how many how many artifacts up on his wall. In fact, if you would probably look around that room, you wouldn't find a space to put a post-it stamp. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and it's from photographs to to originals. Uh, what's that newspaper you have all the way back, uh, George Seven, Washington? Seventeen eighty-two. The original, uh, the only known uh, original printing of the Providence Gazette and Country Journal, where George Washington's creation of the badge of military merit. Uh, and this was created. This newspaper is August thirty-first, seventeen eighty-two, and wow. uh, and it hangs on the wall here next next to an eighty-one millimeter mortar, and you name it. <laughs> but, but, but it's uh, it's my my dear wife Steph calls this the war room, you know. <laughs> so, Aptly you know, so. There you go. There you go. But anyway, I uh, I appreciate the. Uh, so, what are the spectrums of, of art? I mean, how many different forms of art? Uh, obviously, uh, drawing, painting, and and what else, Bridget? I mean, what forms of art are there that maybe we don't think of? Well, it's it, it's amazing how many different ways you can use objects and materials to create art. Uh, we do everything from collage to painting, drawing, um, coloring, digital, photography, sculpture, clay work, uh, woodwork, um, film. Gosh. I mean, yes. every, everything you can think of. Huh. And, and the longer we do this and the more we do it and the bigger our audience grows and, and the more people who are involved in the program, we'll do even more. Wow. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get into music therapy soon and some of the other kinds of performance type arts. Amazing. Amazing. Wow, what an avenue. <clears throat> Where do you put this on? Uh, we started in the Twin Cities. Our first pilot program was in Brooklyn Park at the Vet Center earlier this year. And then uh, we do some art experientials at the Adler Graduate School here in Richfield, which is our program development partner. They've been phenomenal in helping us develop our program. Uh, Craig Balfany is the, the head over there, and he's become a, not just a great partner, but a good friend, so that we do things at their studio as well. But in June, we were chosen as the Minnesota VFW's State Commanders Project. And what that means is that 
the state VFW organization will help us raise money, raise awareness, but they will also let us go into posts around the state and host our programs in various parts of the state at their VFW posts, which then gives us statewide access and allows veterans to participate in art therapy without having to drive forever to get to a clinic or a studio. Are the VS, uh, rather the uh, VFW, the only uh, VSOs that you deal with, or are there others? No, no. We actually we've we've put together partnerships with some really great organizations. We work with the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and we come in and we do art therapy sessions at some of their retreats and their conferences. Uh, we work with the Minnesota National Guard, which is kind of a big deal because in Minnesota, um, the Minnesota National Guard is the fifth largest National Guard in the country. Wow. And, mm -hmm. and because it's an Army National Guard with a lot of infantry, we see a lot of deployments. Our, our soldiers and our units are some of the most heavily deployed of any National Guard units in the country. So we have a lot of need and demand just within those ranks for people who want to take part in art therapy. So we've been working with them as well. Uh, we also work with the um, um, 173rd Airborne Association, Chapter 15 here is a sponsor of ours. Special Forces Association, Chapter 20 is a sponsor of ours. Um, and we're working with the, uh, the DAV uh, later this year and a couple of other women's veterans organizations as well. So we've got a lot of really good partners and really good sponsors to help us reach the veterans who need us. All right. Wow. Uh, uh, Bridget, you just mentioned women, and uh, typically, I hate to say it, but we have been pretty much conditioned until the last oh, 10, 15, maybe closer to 20 years, uh, military, yes, we've had women involved in military, you know, uh, uh, exercises and deployments since the World War One, but typically now we're seeing women in combat roles. Um, what how does that affect, you know, the sensitivity of your efforts to reach out to women? I mean, we're impressed and we're always uh, spellbound, Gary and I and all the rest of the veterans community. But how do, what? tell me about that. Tell me what that's like. It is, um, in some ways it's a different population, in some ways it's not. It's yeah. important to understand that PTSD doesn't affect just combat veterans either. Yes. So when somebody when somebody comes home, and they've, let's say they've not been in a forward combat situation, you know, they've been at the base or in a camp or whatever in a, in a more of a support situation. If they come back with PTSD, people say, well, why? You know, you, yeah. you're always at the base. Well, that doesn't change the fact that the base was under threat of fire every day. Yeah. And that doesn't change the fact that some of these guys and women had to do some pretty awful things when a helicopter comes back and they have to clean it out. And some of what they have to clean out are body parts or bits yes. of brothers and mm -hmm. sisters. You know, yeah. that, that takes its toll. Yeah. Uh, just, just knowing, you know, when, when friends of yours go out on patrol and a couple of them don't come back, that's hard. Yep. And so we, we, don't, we don't make those kinds of distinctions. Whatever it was that affected you, that's what affected you. Uh, in some cases, unfortunately, there's, there's sexual trauma involved, so we deal with that differently. Uh, we also deal with the families of these veterans, which is uh, something that no other organization that I'm aware of does. We work both with the veterans themselves, and then we have programs specifically for their family members to help them understand the veteran better, 
understand what they're going through, and reconnect together as a family unit. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah and again, uh, Jim, you had it right on the head. Uh, it's, it's sometimes very hard to get the women involved. Uh, our women vets, but I, we we all totally understand what's going on on that end too, and uh, uh, we've had quite a few on. Well, I mean, we've have even had. Have you ever heard of uh, Wendy Buckingham, uh, Bridget? I have. Okay. Yes, isn't she great? Isn't mm -hmm. she great, Bridget? She's mm -hmm. uh, if it's being done just like you, uh, Wendy's doing it. She's uh, she's our uh, up and coming, and uh, what a tremendous uh, effort and uh, and and person she is. Yes, you have any women vets that are interested in, in, in getting any type of help, just tell them to go to the uh, uh, military or the purpleheart.org and uh, just uh, search for Wendy Buckingham. She has a whole list of uh, uh, resources just for our uh, women veterans. Well, and our women veterans really need that. Because yes, they so, do. Many, so many of our organizations, veteran service organizations and associations, traditionally, uh, just because of who served are male dominated yeah. and it's this is an area where women want to and need to um, make more of a presence make right. themselves known well she's one of our ambassadors for the american heroes network and also um, danielle green which was the first um, uh, woman uh, to actually get a purple heart i believe it was in afghanistan um, which was kind of phenomenal. She's also one of our uh, ambassadors, which is um, kind of cool. That is cool. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Don't forget to visit the American Heroes Network Radio Archive Library on all its radio shows. We have created actually a resource that's making a difference to our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to the resources, events, anytime, anywhere, and on any device. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, 
please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. I don't know about you, but every time I hear Brad's air music, my feet start uh, stomping on the floor here. <laughs> uh, but anybody want to look up Brad's air, that's S-A-Y-R-E dot com. He is phenomenal. You'll never, ever see a guitarist uh, play like like he does. To us, he's the best uh, guitarist in the world. He's also a good friend. He's the one that uh, came up with our intro music, and uh, we'll never for, forget him for that. And, uh, uh, Jim, you had a question. Well, we... uh, yes. Uh, you know, Bridget, we, uh, it's hard to get known in any, uh, in any venue, in any effort, and particularly with all of the different... Uh, programs that are going for veterans what are you doing uh, with our spellum what are you doing to get your name out and your uh, and your and your helps for veterans how are you making yourself better know well this is where being relentless really helps <laughs> <laughs> all right like it I'm, I'm not afraid to talk to anyone for one thing uh, we took a break from doing programs over the summer because people like to go out and about and there's family vacations and whatnot so we'll be starting our programs up again in September and October. So in the meantime, I'm spending the summer um, promoting us around the state at different VFWs, going to the county veteran service organizations, uh, going to colleges, to their vet centers. Uh, we also have a number of events that we've put together. We have a mo our first motorcycle run for vets is on August 1st. All right. So we'll be doing that. We've got uh, – we actually have – Believe it or not, a heavy metal footwear fashion show. Wow. That, heavy metal. I'm seriously. On August <laughs> 16th, it's called Boots on the Ground for Vets. Oh. And it's put together by a couple of uh, band promoting companies. They're PR firms for um, rock bands. So that's available on our website if you want to. You can, um, we'll be auctioning off boots and shoes online. Uh, we've got Christine Clayberg, who is an Air National Guard veteran, she flew combat missions in both Iraq and Afghanistan. She's fairly well known here, and she's been on um, Desperate Housewives, and she's a meteorologist on the news and things like that. Oh. So she's uh, she's donated a pair of really pretty shoes for us to auction, but she's also donated a pair of her combat boots to auction, oh. which I think is pretty cool. All right. Um, so we've got that, and then we've got. Um, on August 22nd, we've got the, the tandem jump that will be jumping out of an airplane. Uh, <laughs> but we're doing – and those are all more Minnesota-centric types of activities, and they're all designed to raise awareness and raise money for our programs in the fall. But something that we're doing that uh, is a new project for Ars Bellum, um, and it's designed to get the word out around the country, hopefully around the world, is we are sponsoring a documentary called – Epidemic of Distortions, and it's all about veterans with PTSD who are working to overcome PTSD and live their lives. We know that 22 veterans a day commit suicide, and we're looking to reverse that number. So one of the ways to do it is to show ways in which veterans can move on, they can heal, their families can reconnect. And so this is a documentary of hope. It's a documentary that shows options. It'll talk a little bit about art therapy as one of the options that veterans can access. Um, and we're doing it in conjunction with um, a, a veteran named Dennis Davis who wrote a book 
that this is based on, and um, we're hoping to get it released by Memorial Day of next year. So I'm really excited about that. That's a brand new thing for us. Yes. Very nice. And to know to know that what that averages out to be about what uh, one vet every sixty-five minutes we lose. Yes. Uh, so it's keep that in your mind because it's it's hard to comprehend. Um, well, that that number of dogs at my heels every single day. Yep. 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 Absolutely. You know, we uh, we talk about it, Bridget, and we uh, we sadly we uh, all have been touched in the veterans community. We all know somebody that's either has taken that final uh, irre uh, re irreversible uh, step in, um, you know, trying to deal with their PTSD and their, you know, disappointment and their, uh, you know, disenchantment with how they've uh, been accepted back into our, our society. And uh, it's a tough thing. It's, a, it's, it's something that it's easier for the general populace to ignore than it is to address. And that's why it's so important what you're doing and, and the word that we're bringing out here with American Heroes Network Radio. I'm glad you brought that up because it's, this is probably one of our biggest issues. Yeah. And that is the disconnect between civilians and those who have served and their families. We have, at this point in American history, so few people who are actually serving that most of the rest of us don't even have any connection or comprehension of what they go through. It's very unlike, well, certainly unlike World War II, but even unlike Vietnam. It's totally different. So this is one of the things that we try to address with our Beyond the Battlefield art exhibition. We take artwork that um, veteran artists donate or allow us to use, and we showcase it to educate the public about what our soldiers go through when they're out on deployment and then the challenges they have when they come back. It's been pretty successful, um, and I'm hoping to continue growing it and making it bigger and eventually uh, do a tour with it. Very nice. Wow. Tra travel the country. Yeah. Just like the wall. That would mm -hmm. be pretty cool. Yep, it would be. All right. Now, as far as the, the, the families, again, uh, like you were mentioning, uh, is a big impact on families. Uh, I think they're starting to understand a little bit more, a little at a time, about what PTSD is all about. I think once they come, once that that uh, service person comes home, uh, uh, they can't see that their loved ones. You know, they they just can't see them understanding the PTSD situation, and that's where a lot of incidents start happening. Uh, they need something to relax them. They need something. And, and, and like I mentioned at the, the very beginning of the show, it's, it's all different. Everybody's different. Every, uh, pretty soon, we're gonna, next week, we're gonna, well, af after the 22nd of August, we'll hear that Bridget's uh, jumping out of a plane every week. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true, actually. Oh, boy. I tell you. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a thrill junkie, so it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as far as families go, again, uh, uh, that's a big factor. And I think they're the first ones that have to understand and, and get a better understanding, rather, of what PTSD is all about. Bridget, I've got to ask this, too, and as, as Gary just says what it's all about, Gary and I are both uh, confronted with it. Every night I, uh, I try to reinvent the, uh, the past and try to uh, extract a different outcome from the conflict of a battle for 12 months that I did and then the additional seven months in Sounds an Easy Tour as a battalion chaplain's assistant, but there was a tremendous amount of pressure there trying to not only keep myself alive because we were not in a rear base. I don't think we went back 
but occasionally, but we were always right there in the very front spear tip of the uh, effort of our uh, infantrymen over in Vietnam. What's the oldest uh, v- uh, veteran that's come to you, just kind of as a reference? Uh, have you had any Korean or, or W-2 vets that have ever come to you and said, I need some help? Um, I've, I've had a World War II veteran come to an event of ours just because he supported the work we were doing. He didn't participate in any events. But I have had one Korean vet. Uh, um, I've had a few Vietnam veterans, quite a few actually. Um, and then uh, more Desert Storm veterans and then um, some Iraq and Afghanistan vets. How about that? Uh, because so it's- Desert, the Desert Storm guys uh, and women are the ones that seem to be the biggest chunk of our folks right now. How about yes. that? Yeah, and I would think that would be the case, you know, because it's uh, Gary and I have kind of much, and uh, and Bill uh, also too. That's our also our our co-host. I mean, we've uh, we've kind of learned to stuff it and kind of get by rather than to kind of just deal with it on a on a daily basis, like you know. Uh, and so I don't know it, but. But I've got to say this too: as good as my veterans facility is here in Southern Oregon, uh, there's a little bit of a want with regards to the psychi- psychiatric end of it. There's not mm-hmm. that, you know, there's not that outreach like you would expect there to be. Well, there's there's not, and some of that is cultural, I think, um, because there's still uh, I'm not going to say outright denial, but I think there's still a lack of willingness to really accept and recognize the scope of what we're dealing with. So I think there's that part of the problem. And I also think that there's, there's some issues with just not having the capacity to handle all of the veterans who need the help. And that's one of the reasons we decided to form as a nonprofit organization. You know, we're not in competition with anybody else. We're here to augment. We're here to help. We're here to provide another option sure. because the VA certainly can't handle them all. No. And, um, you know, and there's no, there's no private practice. This is a very specific population that we're dealing with. You know, it's not like a lot of different people can get PTSD from a lot of different traumatic situations, whether it's inner city gang violence or, you know, car accidents or there's all different kinds of things. Right. But combat veterans are an entirely different breed altogether, <laughs> both, both in what they go through and in the mindsets they have because of how they're trained. So those are some things that we have to deal with that are very specific to the guys and women that we work with. All right. You know, between uh, uh, Jim, Bill, and I, uh, the things, some, some of the things that we have to handle, I think pretty soon what we can do, uh, Jim, is put a book together. Uh, again, everything's procedure. If everybody knew the procedure to follow, everything would be done properly. It's not knowing a procedure. And if you do one question wrong, that, that, that whole form goes into the oval file and you have yep. to start from square one again. I think maybe we should get all of us, us three get together and, and, and write a procedure handbook. Uh, you know, it, it might help. Who knows? Yep. Couldn't hurt us. No, not at all. Well, we're going to go ahead with a break. Do you own a business and are interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. By the way, they are national. Give Josh a call right now. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Give him a call at 407-401-0772. That's 407 401-0772. 
401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Damn, there goes my feet again. But anyway, <laughs> anyway we're here with our guest, Bridget. And Bridget, uh, someone's got a phone call. Uh, anyway, uh, what are your plans on growth? I know you said you'd like to get going and you know and, and do this uh, countrywide, uh, but uh, what are your, let's say, the next five years? Are you, is this going to happen within the next five years if the funds are there? It's possible, yeah. Um, I just got done speaking at the American Art Therapy Association's Na- National Conference on Friday morning, and... After I was done speaking, I was approached by art therapists from four different states who wanted to do something similar in their states. So that's the kind of networking and and connections that you make that kind of grow this at an exponential level. The fact that we are part of the VFW organization's um, sponsorship now also gives us that kind of reach because we can talk to the national officers and talk about more of a national partnership. Um, and then there's the matter of having the actual art therapist to do the work. So that's really, that is actually the choke point for what we do because Minnesota is blessed with a school that provides excellent training and certification. So we have a fair number of art therapists who are licensed and, and trained here in Minnesota, but not, a, not every other state has that. So it's a matter of finding the art therapists who are capable of doing the kind of work that we're doing. And we're working on some some ways to help improve recruitment and training for those people as well. Wow, you know, if you if when you start getting your um, uh, 
things together as far as where you're going to have them, uh, you know, the dates and everything like that, be sure to be sure to give me a call. We'll be more than happy to uh, air them uh, and remind people of those dates and, and uh, the areas that they'll be located in. I would okay. be happy to. I appreciate that. All right. Okay. Now, as far as the future plans uh, for the foundation, are you planning on adding any other services on? Well, I think I mentioned before that we'd like to do music therapy. Um, we also, we have a network of authors around the country as well. We have a, about 16 authors headed by uh, a, a crime novelist out of Chicago named Dan O'Shea. And what he's done is he's collected authors from all over the country who are willing to mentor veterans who want to write, whether they want to write short stories or novels or poetry or screenplays, whatever it is. Uh, because some people do want to express their experiences in words. Um, we have authors who are willing to mentor them and work with them wherever they are, which is kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and we also have here in Minnesota, and we're working on developing this nationwide, we have a network of film professionals because of my background in the film and, and entertainment industry here in Minnesota. We have some film professionals who are also willing to work with and mentor veterans. Uh, so we have some opportunities that are a little unusual that not every other organization has access to, which is kind of nice. All right. You'll have to send us a video of when you're skydiving so we can put it on the site and see you're oh, scre screaming on the way down. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking of strapping a GoPro to my head. <laughs> All right. All right. And that ought to be cool. Well, you, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Now, how can, how can our listeners help? Well, um, uh, money's always good. You can, you, can <laughs> donate, you can donate on our website, uh, which is arsbellumfoundation.org, all spelled out. Ars Bellum, by the way, is Latin for arts of war. So when people ask me, you know, they have no idea what we do or who we are, that's what we are, uh, arts of war. So it's arsbellumfoundation.org, and on that website you will find information about art therapy, PTSD, our mission, our programs, our team, um, our events. People who want to uh, provide sponsorship, whether they want to sponsor a veteran, if they want to donate art supplies, all of those kinds of things are welcome. We operate entirely on donations. We don't take tax dollars. We're not part of a government agency. Uh, we are 501c3 under the fiscal sponsorship of Springboard for the Arts. So. Uh, donations are tax deductible. And if they want to host a fundraiser, provide a site, if they're an artist who is interested in mentoring veterans in their particular medium, I'm always looking for volunteers and I'm looking for mentors. Uh, there's all different kinds of ways that people can help and all they have to do is contact me at bridget.cronin at arsbellumfoundation.org or they can visit the website. Will there be a sign, like a sign-up form uh, when you do have these uh, uh, events? Yes. There, in fact, if they go to the website, they'll be able to click on, we've got sliders that show all the different events, and they can click on them and get more information and be able to sign up. Nice. That's good. That's good. Again, you know, I think the main thing here is getting the word out. And hopefully the, uh, the VFWs and the other VSOs that you're working with and organizations uh, will also uh, push for it. Uh, it sounds like a terrific program. It really does. It's been phenomenal. I, I have been so humbled by some of the stories that our veterans have shared with me. 
about things that they've gone through. And then they go through our art therapy programs and our courses and the things that come out and what they're able to tell me afterwards is nothing short of amazing. And the hardest obstacle we have is telling a soldier that when you put down your gun, you can pick up a paintbrush and heal. And for them to experience that firsthand and then finally understand, yes, this can help me. Yes, I feel better. Yes, I can. There is hope. I don't have to be anxious all the time. I don't have to be depressed all the time. I don't have to be scared to go out in public or be isolated from my family. You know, that's, to me, that's amazing. And as a mother with four children, helping the families reconnect with their veteran, helping kids reconnect with their parents, helping a spouse reconnect with their loved one, helping, you know, whether it's a gold star family grieving, a spouse, kid, whatever it is, seeing this healing take place is incredible. Yes. It's like I said, is having the families understand what these people are going through, what our vets are going through. Um, um, once they understand that, it's going to be a lot easier for them to work together. Um, you know, I've, I've read a book called I Sit With My Back to the Wall. And when you see somebody doing that, and I've seen quite a bit of our, quite a few of our veterans doing that, uh, mm-hmm. they have the PTSD and they will not sit any other way except making sure that they see 180 degrees in front of them, you know. Yep. I've, I've, I've adopted some new etiquette skills when I have meetings and lunches with some of these veterans because I've figured out now that if we're at a restaurant, I need to pick a table in the corner and I've got right. to let them sit against the wall. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If you ever yeah. read that book, it's called I Sit My Back to the Wall, uh, yeah. and it's a good book. Um, uh, you'll, you'll see it. Uh, it's sold on Amazon. But anyway... Um, we only have a couple minutes left. Bridget, it was a pleasure, real pleasure having you on our show. Uh, you have an outstanding organization. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? The most important thing I'd like to share is that no matter what is going on in your life right now, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how hopeless things seem, there is hope. You can heal. People can heal. And art therapy is just one of many ways in which to do it. But I would strongly encourage anyone who, is, who feels like there isn't any hope, please go to our website, go to our Facebook page, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, just type in Ars Bellum, A-R-S-B-E-L-L-U-M, and get in touch with us however you want to, however you can, because right. there is hope and people can heal. All right. And again, you can always hear, hear that uh, the archive show. Uh, hopefully it should be up later this afternoon and it will get, provide all this information that you need to, uh, to contact Bridget and their organization. Okay. Jim. Bridget, thanks for your uh, middle name, uh, Relentless. Uh, it's, a, you're, uh, it's a blessing that uh, your heart is so given to this, and I, I thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been my privilege. We send our soldiers to do awful things sometimes, and it is an honor and a privilege for me to be able to serve them when they come home. 
Thank you, Bridget. Really appreciate that. And once again, it was a pleasure having you on the American Heroes Network Radio. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the American Heroes Network Radio.com. And yes, you can hear every one of those archive shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Radio spotlights and promotes the best available uh, information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What do former secretaries...